0: all right and welcome to this week's episode of dudes talking sports i'm your co-host as always casey foreman alongside my co-host and tanner file this episode is brought to you by betus.com aka america's sportsbook go check out the link in our episode description but tanner man days away from Dare I say the biggest event in all of sports? How you doing, man? I'm great, Casey. A uh, little nostalgic
1: on the season here. We are, yeah. Man, it's we over. We, we, we had a week to sit back and watch no football besides the playoff or the Pro Bowl games, whatever that means. Yep. Uh, Baker Mayfield was MVP, though, so that's pretty cool. So you
0: enjoyed it. You had a good time. You're like, hey, but, it was a great weekend.
1: But we wish we had real football to watch because it's boring and we're about to have a mil- what's gonna feel like a million weeks in a row of not having football. It's kind of a sad time, but we got one game left. We gotta cherish it. I'm excited for the Super Bowl.
0: Let's do it. Let's cherish this one game. Let's cherish this baby. And, you know, you're right. It's crazy how the the season just goes and flies. And towards the game, we really take it for for granted those last few weeks of the regular season. Because now it's like, man, I'd kill for a few more weeks of football. Like, I'd love for a few more weeks of football. But, no, one more game. And we're talking all things Super Bowl here uh, to start things off. The best of the best. Okay, Tanner and I do this pretty much every year when a big game's coming up, when the finals, the Super Bowl, whatever – who are the top 10 players? Who are the 10 best players playing in this game? We're going to rank them. We're going to give you guys our our pre- our preview there. And that is going to lead into Tanner. Speaking of previews and predictions, our last one of the season coming up, right?
1: Yeah. In the second half of the show, we're going to preview the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about whether we think it's going to be the 49ers continuing to collapse or... Or righting the wrong and finally climbing that mountain and becoming Mm -hmm. Super Bowl champions? Or is it going to be the Chiefs continuing to ascend fully into dynasty land and be one of the great teams in NFL history? We got to talk about who we think takes home the Lombardi at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. And then to wrap up the show, every NFL head coaching spot has now been filled. We had had eight total vacancies. All eight have been filled. We're going to talk about who we think is the best hire and maybe who we think are some of the biggest question marks.
0: Mm -hmm. All that and more coming up. My guy, Dan Quinn, splitting from Dallas. Don't know how I feel about it. We're going to break it down to wrap things up. You don't want to miss that. But Tanner, like I said, the best of the best here just days away from the biggest night in in, in the NFL, in, in in sports in general, where the Kansas City Chiefs are taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I feel like we've seen this before. Have we, we have. seen this? Oh, right, we have. That's exactly right. Things are a little different now, though, right? Things are a little different. It's not exactly. Yeah. not. It's yeah. not,
1: Things aren't too they're, different, but these are a little different. They're different, but they're kind of the same. Kind, same,
0: same, but different. Same. The main same
1: characters are the same. The support. The side characters are are
0: not. Yeah, some more side quests, perhaps. You know. Either way, it's,
1: it's got the same leading men. Yeah. It's like
0: oh, I know them.
1: It's like a Martin Scorsese film. Who? Yeah.
0: Who they got with them this time though? Who's the rest of the crew? Yeah. But there we go. We got DiCaprio. We got. Okay, I got you. I got you. Every year we do this though. We rank the ten best players in the Super Bowl, and we see whether or not it has any impact. On our predictions, okay? So we we right now have some predictions for the second half of the show for the Super Bowl. Let's rank our 10 best players and see if this changes our minds at all. Starting at number one, let's get it out of the way. We'll go one through 10 here because I feel like that's the easiest way to go because we all know it's it's no breaking down to the, oh, who's going to be number one? This guy's playing, like you said, for a dynasty to continue the dynasty. He's playing for all-time status. Patrick Mahomes is is the easy number one. Oh, I thought you were talking about Harrison Bucker. I was close. Time. I I honestly was trying to throw a gag. It was close, Harrison, but now nah, I'm going Pat. I'm going Pat.
1: Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, best player on the planet, best player in the entire NFL. So he clearly has to be number <coughs> one on this list. He is his competition is not the players currently
0: in the NFL. It is the players who are the all time greats. Yeah, he's chasing. Tom Brady, he's chasing all-time status, and uh, you can't really say the same for the other side. So we'll get him out of the way. He's number one. Who, in your eyes, we'll come right back to you, is number two? Who's the second best player in this game on Sunday?
1: Yeah, this is where the conversation, I think, really starts. I think Patrick Mahomes is in his own tier (laughs) as the best player in the NFL. Right. But... Number two, I think, is the best player at his position in the NFL, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he does it all. He is great between the tackles. He has the speed to kill you on the outside, and he's a great receiving threat. And Got he the can hands. sit in and block. Uh, if you need him to throw a pass, he might do that. Uh, if you needed him to tackle, he on might a, throw a pass. A turnover in game. on a turnover, he's probably going to be the one that makes the tackle. He's he's just a ball player, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's. Great with the ball in his hands, and I think he's
0: the best player on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Me too. And that's why he's number two for me. The word untouchable comes to My mind. Offensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. The best outside of outside of quarterback, the best offensive player in the league. Yeah. Maybe even the best player in the league outside of quarterback. We'll see. He's that this dude's that good. You can't touch him. My tenor said he goes between the tackles. He bounces outside. You can throw it to him. He'll throw it himself. He's the second best player in the nfl the best weapon someone would probably want you you want that guy with you arguably you could argue him as the best weapon in the nfl at least you could number three another guy you could argue as the best weapon in the nfl it's weird that these two super talented teams are in the super Bowl. oh what do you know they're stacked with stars travis kelsey yeah no i know all we hear about you know everyone the all the complaints I love how the the uh, new stats are coming out that we only see Taylor Swift for like twenty seconds of broadcast. Like it's only like twenty yeah. twenty five seconds. I yet. could have told you that. Like yeah yeah exactly. But like the stats come out now, you know, and for people who the the uproar that it, that it has caused. Um, but we'll, we'll keep it on Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I feel like, I feel as like the, we'll refer to him that way. I guess he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. It's the he's number about three.
1: That. The talk about the Taylor Swift stuff, I feel like, is way more on social media than whenever you actually watch the games.
0: 100%. Like, they they talk about it all the it time
1: up. on social media, but during the actual games, it's, like, not that you guys You story. guys want to
0: hear how much they're blowing it up? So I live not far from Kansas City, okay? Not far at all. A couple hours. Just right down the road, pretty much right up the road. And school districts around the area, nursing homes, hospitals around the area are, are doing spirit weeks, okay? And that's not, that's not necessarily the... the Point of this uh, conversation, the point of the story is it's a Chiefs Spirit Week. And tomorrow and and Tuesday, I think it was either Tuesday or tomorrow on Thursday, is Travis and Taylor Tuesday. And and, and all the schools and all this kind of stuff, I've heard it. And again, I'm pretty well connected on here. I I hear a lot of stuff and pretty much every school, every buddy in the area is celebrating not just the Chiefs. Taylor Swift, my friend, she's part of she's a part of this. I mean, she's band the most wagon.
1: famous person like on earth.
0: In the world. Exactly. So it's happening. Um, it's it's fun. It's good for the league. More people are watching football right now. More people are talking about football.
1: Yeah, and if you get back to the actual football side of things, like I think I said this maybe last week. If you need a first down, I don't think there's anybody on the planet you're going to besides Travis Kelsey. Oh, of course. Travis Kelsey is the best person at finding open space on the football Can, field just
0: consistently great yeah and he's like despite he, what's around him like he could add tyree he, kill he's, he's still gonna he, put up he could not have him he's still put he's him.
1: the all-time leader in every playoff stat pretty much now like he's going to be the all-time leader in every single playoff receiving stat and he's it's gonna, a game changer he's like we talked about last week with what would a ring mean
0: he could, best be the best tight end tight end,
1: could be the best tight end
0: ever. Yeah, I think I think that is the conversation we had and we could be having next week or when we get to it, obviously. But, yeah, Kelsey, he's number three. We have the same top three. Mahomes, McCaffrey, and Travis Kelsey are the three best players playing the Super Bowl. Who's number four?
1: I went Trent Williams at number four. Dominant left tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. A little less of a household name than the – Previous three that we had, but if little. you know an if you know an offensive lineman, there's a very good chance that one of the offensive linemen you know is Trent Williams. He was dominant in Washington for forever, and then he makes his way to San Francisco. And when he's been healthy, he's been a game changer. They put him in motion to like get lead blocks. Like they use this guy as an offensive weapon, which is because that's what he is. He, he's yeah, one of the most yeah. physically imposing players. That
0: has ever been in the league. He's a Hall of Famer. Hasn't allowed a single sack this year. Fun fact. And that's not a rarity. No, but that—that's who that dude is. He might be better in the run game
1: than he is in the pass
0: game, too, which is scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's not my four, but I'll get to him in just a moment. I have Nick Bosa there because I feel like he. I have a five. I feel like he gets pressure every time. Every single time you send him, I feel like this dude's getting to the quarterback, hitting pressure on the quarterback, hitting the quarterback, whatever whatever the case is. And I think he might be the best defender on the field on Sunday. I'm not sure. I think he might be the best defender on the field on Sunday. So I'm going to put him at four.
1: Yeah, it's it's close. There's a lot of really talented defensive players in this game. Sure. Uh, he's, he's a top edge rusher in the NFL. He was defensive player of the year just last year. So it's not strange for him to be this high on the list. I debated putting him at number four, but I decided to go him at five. Okay. I went Chris oh. Jones at five. Real quick question about Nick in. Bosa. Okay. Uh okay. just little sidetrack. Where would you make him an edge rushers in the NFL?
0: I off the top of my head, I wanna say top five, but then when I wanna break down He's definitely top five, I think. Okay. That's what I would. That's what I want to say off the top of my head. I want to say he's the top five head rush Because I think your top five, and you can kind of debate the order, but your top five
1: are T.J. Watt, yep. Miles Garrett, yep. Max Crosby, yep. Micah Parsons, yep. and Nick Bosa. Yeah. I think that tracks.
0: I'm trying Let to think of forgetting anybody. Let me know if I'm forgetting anybody. We probably are, but. But yeah. moving back, moving back to. Other defensive our, line. our list, yeah, so Nick, Nick was number four. Let's go to number five where I had Chris Jones where, you know, who, I'm sorry, who has the most QB hits this season. I think Bosa has one of the most pressures. Uh, Jones has the most QB hits this year. This dude. And he missed the game. He missed the game, and he's, he's fighting through the interior there. He's getting right to him. He's a dog. You can't stop him. I put him, I think, I think I, I was borderline between him and Trent Williams, but I'm like, in my eyes, I think Chris Jones is a top five player in this game, so I put him at five. I have
1: him a little later on my list, but he did make my top ten. Good. So who do you have at number six? Who's your five again? I have five I think Bosa.
0: Okay, right. Who's four? Trent Williams. Williams, right. Six for me, Williams. I have Trent Williams at six. Like we said, hasn't allowed a sack all year. Um, but like you were saying, also not, a, not an everyday name, not a household name, unless you're like you and I and you, you watch games or, you know, I don't know every offensive lineman in the league, but I know Trent Williams, right? You, you know, the you know, the great ones, the, the really the really good ones um, hasn't allowed a sack all year. He's been fantastic. It's a, it's a true difference when he's in versus when he's not really banking on him being healthy. The Niners are uh, Brock is. All things are looking great for Trent at this point in time. He's number six.
1: Number six, I went George Kittle. Okay, I think this. I think this kind of shows how important tight end really is in this league. If you look at who the top top four teams at the end of the season, yeah, they they all all have. They all had Mm -hmm. really good tight ends. You had because you had Sam LaPorta. Laporta, who Laporta, who had the best rookie. Tight end season ever. Yep, dude stud. And was Cowboys all pro. And him. was all pro. And then you had Travis Kelsey, who's
0: the maybe I the best like ever. Said, right. Maybe
1: the best ever. Right. Mark Andrews and
0: George Kittle. So, who are the next or the, in the top five? Those
1: are those are the top four tight ends probably yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. So. And they all four were in. So I think it shows how important tight end is and how big of a mismatch that position can really be whenever they can do both and they can – get matched up on a linebacker and they're just too fast and they get matched up on a safety or a corner and they're just way too big to be covered. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a lethal combination of size and speed that we're seeing now in these guys. Yeah. And George
1: Kittle is a great blocker as well. He is great after the catch he isn't as good as finding the open space as kelsey which is what kelsey's number one he's not as biggest. consistent
0: offensively i would say probably like every now and then like you can you can kind of the, forget Kendall's on the, the field but the sometimes. the
1: splashes are bigger y- yeah than you're right you're right kelsey's
0: you're right but at times like i said you're always remembering travis kelsey's on the field you're never forgetting that with the Niners because there's so much firepower there you could he could go the whole game and he's like yeah I caught a ball for 7 yards for 10 yards saying that's all I had to do cuz I was but he ran
1: through somebody but on he, those 7 yards
0: exactly so yeah he's six for you he's seven for me he's right there afterwards um you set it all arguably the second best tight end in football he's been right there for years now ultimate safety valve right if you need him go you you can you can mostly you know most likely find him he's going to uh, come through in the clutch, George Kittle, number seven. Who's your seven?
1: At seven, I'm at Fred Warner. Ah. Maybe the best off ball linebacker in the
0: NFL. I think he is. He's, yeah. He,
1: it, it's him. It Roquan. might be Roquan
0: Smith. Raymond Roquan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, close. Th- there's, close.
1: There's a couple other very good off ball linebackers that those two come to I, mind, I, that I feel like being a little disrespectful, just for sure saying he's number one. But I feel those like he's two come right right to my regarded mind. as the cap like he's the captain of the defense he leads the the He is the leader of the 49ers defense like mm-hmm. it starts with him Bosa might be better than him like but might he's be not more leader. Talented, yeah, but he's, he's not, not leader. the leader that yeah. Fred Warner is 100% like they, they follow Fred Warner and how he plays is kind of how the game is uh dictated on defense
0: he's PFF's he, highest graded linebacker this year yeah. too Just,
1: yeah and he's because he's incredible and he he... i hate
0: playing him as when you're an opponent like you you, you hate playing this guy hey i'm sitting at home watching on my couch i can't imagine what it's like actually playing because wow i bet he hits hard and you can't go anywhere he, 49ers always there.
1: have really good running always have really good linebackers
0: and that's also proven to be how important like linebackers like wow look at the linebacker play recently how important it's been go get one in dallas don't have a single linebacker on the roster go get one okay kittles at 7 uh, you had remind me seven Fred Warner. Uh, Fred Warner thank you. I'd Fred at eight. So we're okay. going to skip one more, and we are I had doing Chris a little Jones bit of at eight. All right. Okay. So there you go. We talked about him. We talked about Fred. Two elite players. Um, just a little bit of a different spot. Hey, Chris Jones is the best interior pass rusher in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I, I just I kind of had to put him in the top five. But anywhere you know this is a very interchangeable list at this point. Um, number nine. Who's the ninth best player in the Super Bowl? I went Creed Humphrey. I went Creed
1: Humphrey. I think Creed Humphrey is another player who is the best at his position, and he's in this game. So he's the best center in the NFL. He makes all the checks to the line that you want him to make. He is never the guy that's blowing assignments. Not slacking. Watch the Chiefs games. Like he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: and as the run game has gotten more dominant in Kansas City, I think a lot of people. Refuse to kind of look at Creed Humphrey and like what he's doing there. And that's That's a great point. It's important. Like, since he's gotten there and as he's developed as a player, Mm -hmm. they've done nothing but get better as an offensive line. I don't think that's a coincidence.
0: No, you're right. They definitely have. He's been a big help. I don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. I'm going Debo. I'm going a guy where you put the ball in his hands and he's going to make magic happen. He's going to make a game winning play perhaps for this team. That's who this guy is. Uh, So I I put Debo at nine. He is going to have to be a playmaker. He's going to have to be one of the 10 best players in this game for the Niners to win this matchup. So Debo at nine.
1: I went Debo at 10. So I also think Debo Samuel is great. He's, that kind of does it all. He doesn't line up in the backfield as much as he was. Yeah, right. He's trying year, to but, save but, himself but, a little bit. But he still does that, and he's he's a little banged up. So I'm a little concerned about the health coming into this game. He's had some time but, to rest, though. He's had but, some but time, as, But as long as he's out there, he's a problem. And when he's Pay out there, the 49ers' and... offense is so much better. It's almost like a night and day difference, which –
0: well, because you have to pay attention from... for Debo over here, Ayuk over here, watch for Kittle coming out, and then also yeah. McCaffrey in the backfield. Yep. But you yeah, take one of those away, and like we said, it's still a great offense. It's but easier like, to
1: scheme against whenever one of those guys is not there.
0: Right. They're all there. It's like, what do we do? What the heck? Who the heck are we going to allow to get the ball? lesser the blow, right? That That's kind of the deal when everyone's playing. Mm, okay. And then who's your, who is your nine, though? Because Debo was your ten. Creed Humphrey. Oh, we, okay, creep hunter freeze your nine and, and Debo's your ten. My ten, I thought we were still going back for yours one more time. My ten, which I don't love, but I think I'm gonna put a little bit of respect on this guy's name. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy at 10 for me. Hear me out. Let the league I like in, Brock Purdy. You know I like Brock Purdy. I you like him more than I do. Let the league in passer rating any In his second season, let his help lead his team to a Super Bowl. And, like, he's been this year a top five quarterback at times in in the league. He's been a top five. He was top five in MVP. I think you got to put some respect on his name. And and he's a big reason why they're here. And he's going to have to be a big reason for them to win. He's going to have to be a big reason for them to win. So I'm going to put him at 10.
1: Yeah, he needs to play his A game. I think for them to win this game, nice. he needs to play like he did in the second half of that Lions game. Yes, I think they need to get on the Chiefs early if they want to win. But I don't think he's a top ten player. Uh, I'm going to go over some honorable mentions that I have here in a second. He's not even really an honorable mention for me. All the like the just because I'm not trying to disrespect Brock Purdy. It's just. I don't. If I'm weighing in positional importance, yeah. then, then then I think yes, he would be on there. Yes, but I'm going more off. These guys are the top players at their positions in the entire league.
0: Okay, so give and, us – some. Um, i I'm, I'm. I wanted to put some chief secondary in, but I could. I didn't have time. I didn't have room. I didn't have like, any room.
1: Like Dre Greenlaw in San Francisco, the other off-ball linebacker, is a top five t- linebacker in the NFL. Brandon Ayuk is another great receiver for the 49ers. Taking another step. Yep. George Karloftis has been incredible coming down the stretch here for the Chiefs. I, whenever I first penciled it in, I had court George Karloftis at like six. And then I started remembering players that I was forgetting. George Karloftis has been so good down the stretch here. He's been unblockable. Mm-hmm. And then the two corners for Kansas city, LeJarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie could both be on this list. Trent McDuffie might be the best nickel in the NFL. And the Jarius Sneed is one of the only true pure number one corners that follows the number one receiver everywhere they go. That's such a rare quality to have in the NFL nowadays. He's one of the very few that can't do that and has the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. Like those are both top 10 corners in the NFL. So I, it's hard for me to find a place put Brock Purdy
0: Oh, I understand that. Like you said, though, I'm just weighing the importance of his spot, importance of his position, and just how good he's been this year, and how good he's going to have to be from them. He, he, so I, that's all the things I was weighing to my decision. I, I would rather have had McDuffie, Snead. I I, I I would have them on my list than Brock. Don't get me wrong. I just think this dude deserves some credit for taking his team to the Super Bowl. Like you're the quarterback of the Niners, and you're playing, and you're a big part of them going to the to the bowl. Respect, he's top, he's got to be a top 10 player in this game. That's kind of what I was looking at looking at as well. Okay, so I had seven. I had seven Niners and three Chiefs. I had six Niners and four Chiefs. Okay, so yeah, Creed Humphrey was the one you added that I didn't have. Okay. And you had Brock Purdy. And I had Brock. Yes, I had Brock. Huh. So on my, my sheet here is saying a little lopsided. Little lopsided player wise on my, you know, both our ends. If you average out R2, two, it's it's it is a little lopsided on the Niners on, on the Niners side. So, does that mean anything to you? You want to give predictions right now because we're going to do something here in just a moment, but does that mean anything?
1: Um, no, not really. Because I think if you because I have my I named 15 guys that I was thinking about putting on this list, and that one's eight to seven, it's still on the 49ers, but. It's a lot closer. I think maybe if you take it to 20, it could even lean Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like as you go down the list.
0: No, you're right. A little bit deeper gets, of a squad, get, perhaps. It, yeah. Okay. It gets
1: it gets a little, you know, wishy-washy. But mm-hmm. you have to admit that the 49ers, 49ers are incredibly talented. I'm, and, like, in the top 10, I do think they have the better squad
0: just in that top 10 alone, yes, I agree. Niners have more, more stars in that top 10. And I think, personally, it's the best roster in the NFL. I've thought that pretty much all year long, overall roster. But that's that's where we bump heads here, not me and you. But, you know, we'll, we'll take a break here in just a moment. But um, the Niners, you know, best roster up against perhaps the best trio, right? In Mahomes, read. And Travis Kelsey, you want to take a break, come back, break down which way we're leaning, who we're picking. Sounds good. All right, that's Tanner. I'm Casey, guys. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's continue to talk Super Bowl here, but we'll transition ah, to our final predictions, or final preview of this NFL season. Man. It came and went, dude. We keep talking about it, but it came and went so fast. Let's start things off with, I think there are two routes, okay? And we got to start with the Chiefs, right? Since they're the reigning champs, stuff like that. Let's talk about how the Chiefs are can win this game. What's the approach Kansas City has to take to win this ball game? Number one, first thing, let's lay it out for everybody. First thing to come to mind for me, Tanner, has to be more of the same from Kansas City. It's got to be a little boring, right? We don't need the huge flash that that it's been, you know, in years in years past. More of the same. We just need to play some boring football, right? No turnovers, run run the ball, play defense. Like am I right that should be it's boring but it should be a boring game plan for Kansas City. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think
1: they want to take the air out of the football. The less possessions that the 49ers get, the better. If you can take care of the football, go on long, sustained drives, even if you're taking three, I think you can win this game if you're the Chiefs. I think they would love to play this game and win 21-10. to
0: 10. Like, th- that defense alone, right? I mean, we'll get to Patrick and the offense here in a minute, but that defense alone... They forced three turnovers against the Ravens and at critical spots, I think, every single time. The, they've been great in the
1: second half all season. They, they've they had a tendency to start a little bit slow on
0: defense, right? right. But, but you can't do but,
1: but the second half of games,
0: but you can't, you can't have, start, they've start been slow. Lights out. But you can't start slow against San Fran. You can't start slow against the San unless that defense is, again, Picking it up and and they're not allowing any points either. But you can't be allowing them and then start like like they they, they got to come out and they got to put their, their put their fists down and and put the stamp on this game and say hey it's our tempo it's our pace we're gonna we're gonna let you know when you can get the ball right you can have the ball now and then we're, we're gonna take it away from you when we want it. They need to dictate the pace of this game. They need to have overall control of it. Uh, but if we see right away, and we'll get to you know, San Fran a little bit more, and in, 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 like I said in a minute, but if we see the Niners, let's say, opening drive, go right down the field, score a touchdown on that defense, who, like you said, just allowed, like, what, 10 points from Baltimore? I think a lot of KC fans are going to be a little nervous. Just, oh, crap, they just came and drove right down our team. Am I right, though? Like, like that, that that's kind of what I see for KC.
1: Yeah, I think Kansas City has to avoid the slow start on defense. They have to come out, and they have to be able to show that they can stop the 49ers' defense repeatedly and play. And I think, Yeah, like I said, I think they want to play a field position in this game.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. X factors. We didn't really talk about this before, but what comes to mind when we're talking about Kansas City, someone who has to be an X factor? Obviously, Travis Kelsey needs to be a factor. Patrick Mahomes needs to have a good game. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about who's a guy who's sometimes just a guy, but he's going to have a game. He's going to have who, who needs to have a breakout moment, you think?
1: I'll give you one on offense, one on t- defense. Yeah. Okay. For the offense, I'm going to say Rasheed Rice needs to consistently win against the San Francisco Corners, which are probably the worst part about their team. Right. Like, the, right. the secondary can be had a little bit, and he has to show that he can be our number one receiver when called upon, mm-hmm. and he's he's not a rookie anymore. Like, you're, play, you're playing in your 20th or, yeah, your 20th or 21st game, yeah, of, mm-hmm. of your career. Your like, rookie like, season's over. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you are... You are you're a vet now. Like you got to show. Yeah, it. man.
0: Yeah, you're playing the like, Super Bowl. Who gets, yeah, who gets no, the chance to do that? You know.
1: Yeah, like you don't know when you're going to be back here yeah. if you're him. And then on defense, I would say George Carl Loftus. He's been pretty unblockable in this postseason. If he can continue to to do that against yeah. the San Francisco offensive line, this this Forty
0: offense is going to have issues moving the ball. I don't have a specific name for us right now because there's a, uh, you know, three or four guys. I don't want to say, you know, all four of these guys are X factors, but offensively outside of, like I said, outside of Kelsey, outside of Pacheco, even one of those receivers has to make a play on third down. Like it has to, like, like one of those guys, she Rice, maybe, maybe it's Valdez, maybe it's Scanley, maybe it's, uh, I almost run out of names at that point, right? Cause I, you know, because it is a limited amount of Justin receivers. Watson. Justin Watson, thank you. Whether it's one of those guys, have got to make a play. Give Give Travis a moment. Give Patrick a moment. Get out there, make a play yourself. We got to see at least one or two of those from just those guys. Those guys have got to step up, make some plays. It can't all be the Travis Kelsey uh, Kelsey show. People are going to be watching Rasheed Rice maybe even excluding him from this as well. Like one of those other guys have got to make a play, score a touchdown, something like that, to make this game a little more competitive, to make it lean Chiefs a little more. So, yeah, Casey has to play boring, no turnovers, make plays offensively when you need to, like you did against Baltimore. You don't need to blow up the scoreboard or or, or light it up by any means, but when you need to make a big play offensively, make it. When, When you need to stop them defensively, stop them and that's exactly what we saw them do and create some huge turnovers and run the ball with some great success so that's the game plan we've seen it for kansas city up until this point this year it's like okay you don't have all the receivers you don't need them you have the defense the run game and the consistency at quarterback and at tight end you're good you're good not to mention the coaching the scheme that you always can count on so that's that is the chiefs uh recipe for victory as 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 we will right what about the Niners? Let's move on. Talk about San Francisco here because I said in the first half of the show, I think this is the better team overall. They're favored in this game. Tanner, what comes to mind for you? Niners have to do this to win this game.
1: They're kind of the opposite of what we said for the Chiefs. For the 49ers to win this game, I think getting off to a strong start is important because they haven't got off to a strong start in their last two games. They started slow against Green Bay. They started slow against Detroit. If you do that against the Kansas City Chiefs, you're not going to come back. Like
0: Not against that defense have, and that have, offense, Patrick, no. Like,
1: yeah. Patrick Mahomes is not going to blow a lead yeah, no. like that, too. Yeah. To you. Like you You have to start strong, strong if you're the 49ers. That's why I'm a little worried about the 49ers in this game, is they have not started well in the postseason.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right, and... I think, I think it nailed it there. The Niners offense has to outduel that Chiefs defense. They, they, they have to be the better unit on the field when they're matched up. They do. The, that offense has to be better than that defense. That's the best part about the Niners. That's the best part about the Chiefs right now. Their part of the ball has to be better. That's what it comes down to. Your ball has to be better. You have to out duel the the opposing team, which is like a no dub, but you got to light up the scoreboard. Like you're talking about, you have to go down on your opening drive and score a touchdown, make them a little bit nervous on the other side and say, Hey, you have to match us point for point. You cannot just stop us and play your game. Like they did against Baltimore. It was the, it was their game the entire entire time. time entire time you cannot let them do that you have got to punch them in the mouth right away and if i got the ball if if i if i received the 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 opening uh the coin flip and they're like hey what do you want you want the ball first you want to uh, defer if i was if i were the niners give me the ball give me the ball i'm going to score a touchdown right now and i'm showing y'all we're not scared I'm not scared. Brock's ready for this moment. We're gonna go put seven on you right away. Match it. That's what I would do if, if you know, with the team that they have, with the coach that they have, the weapons. Um, but yeah, I don't think the Chiefs can can keep up offensively. I don't. If if it's that if it's that kind of game, if it's a, yeah, and if, it is, if it's I a think a shootout out
1: favors the 49ers.
0: Which I don't know if it's gonna be a shootout, but you know. I'm expecting a decently high scoring affair decently I, I don't I don't think it's going to be super low scoring which does benefit the 49ers I think if if the Niners which is a dumb statement also I'm about to say but if they can score 35 points which how can you score 35 and lose but if they can score 32 35 it's a Niners ball game and they've got it I think I think they've got it but if it's in the if it's it's in the mid 20s lower 20s in the teens if it's a low score That's Kansas City's ball game all day, and they're going to come out on top. That's my two cents, at least. Yeah, it's got to be a shootout. It's got to be a bit of a shootout, I think, for the Niners and be like, you can't, you can't catch us, catch, you can't catch Christian, you can't catch Debo. Kittle's out there making plays now. Ayuk, like, that's what it has to be. Like, who do we stop? We can't stop them. Why shouldn't they do that too? I know how good this Chiefs defense is. I know how good it is. But how good is this offense? How good has it been for years now? Get out there and perform on the biggest stage. Do what you do best. Score points. Let's. See. I don't know. I don't think they're. I know. I know they're going up against Kansas City and Chiefs and and that defense and that dynasty. But at the end of the day, you didn't have that tough a path to get here. Your team is pretty much healthy right now. You got your quarterback you've been waiting for. Everything is rainbows almost for the 49ers. Like, how are you not, if you're not, if you're, it's not this year, like I said with Dallas, but even more so with the 49ers, if it's not this year, when are you going to do it? When are you going to, because you, then you're never going to be Patrick Mahomes. You're not, you're never going to beat him. If you don't beat him this time, it's a must win for San Fran, which is like a, obviously super, but like, this is huge. I think more pressure is on the Niners here, which is weird. to say.
1: Agree. I would agree that more pressure is on the 49ers. So, we've kind of talked about how both teams win this game. Who wins this game, KG?
0: And what's the score? Okay. I've been thinking about this for like a week. This has been really tough. Since we got off last week. I'm going back and forth. Since we got off last week, I was like, damn, I got to pick one of these teams. This is really tough. Okay. At the end of the day, this this is what it comes down to for me. I am going to take... Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed over Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. I just I was trying to narrow everything out. Like the defense is playing great with the offense, you never know. And they still have playmakers on you know the defensive side in, in, in San Francisco and offensively they can still they can still put up points going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, you know what? It's 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 Brock and Shanahan. When we're really just really just putting a, a vague scope on things. It's Brock and Shanahan, and it's Mahomes and Reed. I'm taking the dynasty. I am going to take the dynasty. I'm taking the MVPs. I, I, I have the veterans in this moment here. The dynasty continues. And you said score. I said mid 20s favors Kansas City. 28 to 25 is my score. I think it's very close. They don't get to 30, right? I, don't, I they, they they need to. They score 32 points in this game, 35. I think that you beat Kansas City then. You score 25, I think you lose. 28-25, uh, Chiefs win. That's what I get. Okay.
1: I also am taking the Chiefs. I got 27-21, Chiefs. I, Ooh, yeah, okay. So I think it's going to be, a, I guess, a little more low scoring than you do. Mm. I just – Feel like I would be an idiot to pick against Patrick Mahomes. Like, At this I've group. done it. I've done it the last two weeks, and he's proven me Same. wrong. The last two weeks, Same. he guilty. He, like he's been nothing <laughs> but nothing short of incredible his entire career. And like, even if they're down ten with five minutes left, I'm not going to count them out.
0: Mm-mm. They were down going into the fourth quarter. When they played the Niners uh, last time. Yeah, down 10, I
1: think, with eight minutes left.
0: Yeah, so, and we know Garoppolo's famous missed throw. It's like, oh what if he completes it? He didn't. Chiefs ended up winning that game. It was super yeah, close. I mean, like, like who knows? This game, it, it can go either way. Like, like we've seen th- these two teams. It's two different teams, but, like, we've seen them compete on this stage in recent time. I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun game. I do. I, I do. I off. I I think it's going to be more offensive than you do. I think more points are going to be scored than you think. I do. It's it's a I, Super Bowl, baby. I, I think, I, I the, think the defenses are.
1: The, I think the defenses are both really good, and I think they're going to show out. But I, I still think 27-21 would be exciting.
0: It'd be fun. I take it. I would take that better than like thirteen to three. You know, so like that'd be the, exactly so. I would take that. I'd take 27-21. That low scoring of an affair, like we said, definitely favors Kansas City. The dynasty continues. Let me ask you this quick question just because it popped in my head earlier and we'll, then we'll move on to coaches and stuff. Could this be? Because we know Tom's infa- you know infamous losses. Everyone brings up Eli Manning. It's like, man, you have the GOAT. You have this guy. And then he's entangled in history. With a lesser quarterback and Eli Manning, who beat him two times in the Super Bowl, so it's like it, it's just a funny, it's a funny narrative, it's a funny thing people talk about, right? In the NFL world, NFL fans, NFL media members, former players, everyone, just Eli himself, everyone loves talking about this. Could this be like when Eli beat Tom? And I know it's like a completely different situation, team wise. I'm not talking team wise. I'm talking individual quarterback v. quarterback. Could this be like when Eli beat Tom, a lesser quarterback beats the GOAT, arguably, right? I think this could be, if Brock Purdy wins, this could be Mahomes is Eli. Cause I don't think he's gonna be anywhere near, you know, Mahomes as far as an all time status goes, even if he wins the Super Bowl. And I think it's always gonna be like, man, you lost to a lesser guy. Cause no one is comparing Brock Purdy to Eli, man. And or sorry, Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes. But I do think this could be. Mahomes's Eli to Tom moment. It's got, it's got uh, some clues. It's got some things written on it. Right, it's possibility. What do you think? What do you? It really, it really comes down to the fact that Super Bowls in general
1: are so vital. Like it really is a coin flip when you get there between who's going to win. Sometimes teams have big spreads and they still don't matter.
0: Like a point and a half, I think.
1: Yeah. So then this one's so close. No one really has. If anyone told you confidently they know who's going to win, yeah, no. they're wrong.
0: Yeah, no. You can't pick right now. Like, like, if the Niners come out and play the Ray game, how can you stop that? But if the Chiefs come out, play, like, it's, it's you go both ways all day. You go both ways all day with this match. So,
1: and like, and that's what happened with the Patriots is, you know, they get into a Super Bowl, and it's kind of a coin flip, and he lost two. And you can definitely see, I mean, he's already lost one. It's not, like, impossible for him to lose. It's just...
0: You're gonna oh bet on Lord. him more.
1: You're gonna bet on him more times than you don't. Exactly.
0: And at, at the end of the day, that's what we did. We're taking him and his coach over the opponent, yep. right? That that's what we're because doing because I
1: think they're better, and I think it favors the two most important spots.
0: It does. It matters, and that's why we're picking them. We both got the Chiefs uh, and by a score. I got him by three. You got him by seven, six, seven, six. Six, six. Sorry, thank you. Coaches. Okay. Okay. Let's let's take let's, let's move on. Actually. We didn't say, say MVP, MVP prediction, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Okay, nice. I'm going to go Mahomes. You're going to go Travis. Pacheco I've heard is up there because they're saying that run defense for San Fran, a little shaky. Pacheco could go a little crazy. We could, it's potential, potential. Watch out for the Pacheco game. That's possible. I'm going to put my money on Mahomes. You're going to go on Travis Kelsey. Okay. There's our MVP picks. Now we can officially move on. We'll see who goes to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney World, Disney World, Disney World, I think, Disneyland, I think it's World, Land, World, I'm not a Disney
1: adult, I don't know, Me,
0: I am not either, so I am, I don't know, I think World, either way, once again, Tanner, the coaches, <laughs> the coaching carousel, I should say, uh, goes on, but it's been completed, you know, it finally stopped, it seems like, and now we know where. Everybody seemingly is going to be, and now everyone has a new leader in charge, a new face of the franchise almost, right? Talk to me about who went where uh, the jobs that were filled, kind of fill everyone in. You kind of know, you know, everything about this.
1: Yeah. Head coaches have all been filled. Now teams are in the process of trying to hire coordinators to fill those spots of teams that are left, teams that let guys go. Right. It cycle will continue a little bit longer, but the big jobs have all been filled. So, we'll go team by team through the eight, and I think it kind of makes sense to start with Antonio Pierce. Uh, He was the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders whenever they fired McDaniels, yeah, and he took over as an interim coach, and he... Led him to a winning record, and the team improved vastly with him as the head coach. All the players kind of rallied behind him. The
0: vibe changed completely, yeah. All the
1: players kind of rallied behind him, and they all supported him getting the job. And I think Las Vegas kind of kicks themselves for taking McDaniels over uh, Rich Pisakia whenever he, he was the interim head coach, and he led them. To the playoffs, right? When Gruden got fired, right? Like, so, so they just messed up not keeping an interim coach, and I don't think they wanted to make the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. So they went Antonio Pierce. Not a ton of coaching experience. That's kind of the negative behind him. But mm-hmm. he doesn't call. I don't think he calls offense. I don't think he calls defense. But he's just Head he's coach. a leader of he's a leader of men.
0: Respect, respect.
1: And then after that, I think it makes sense to talk about Rod Mayo. Yep who was already in already in New England. Uh, I believe he was the de- defensive assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. He was essentially Bill Belichick's right-hand man. He had been prepped to be the head coach for the last two, three years. I think most people that were plugged in to New England kind of figured that was going to be the move. Whenever, right away that name came Whenever, out. whenever, Bel- whenever Belichick left. I believe mm-hmm. he's the youngest head coach in the NFL now. He takes over a roster that needs a lot of help at some pretty important positions.
0: It's very true.
1: So big it's job true. ahead of him.
0: It is, but he got it, <laughs> you know, there you go. There you go. What's next. And then after that, we'll jump
1: in. We'll talk about the chargers The chargers hire Jim Harbaugh. They lure Jim Harbaugh away from the national champion, Michigan Wolverines. Uh, he's under a little bit of investigations out there and, in Michigan. Ah, I think there's okay, a little uh, bit of a little bit of smoke there, but he went out there, he won a national championship for the first time in an undisputed national championship for Michigan Yeah, in yeah. so long. Like mm-hmm. since the nineties. Mm-hmm. And he did it playing smash mouth football the same yep. way he has yep. every single place he's ever coached. Yep. Whenever he coached for the 49ers, he went to three NFC championships.
0: Yep. Like
1: <laughs> he he has a big personality, so he rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Can, so I think he can. can now stay as can now stay as welcome some places. Mm-hmm. But he is a winner. And before that, he was winning at Stanford. He this guy has won everywhere he's gone. He's made guys tougher everywhere he has gone. The Chargers need a little bit of that. And I think 100% it percent makes, makes a ton of sense for him to take over the Chargers. And if he is the coach that a lot of people think he is. Chargers could be contender right
0: away. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: they got the they got the quarterback, they got the head coach, they got receivers sure. out, they got
0: playmakers. Yeah, they got yeah. You're right, you're right. Uh, and a couple other uh, some ones that uh, you know some hirings that may be yeah. a little random.
1: Yeah, and then to uh, wrap it up, Brian Callahan, kind of a, a relatively lesser name in the hiring cycle, got hired as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, who let Mike Vrabel go. Brian Callahan Dude. was the coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, which, if you watch the Bengals games, I didn't love their play calling most of the time. So I think there's, a lot of people. There's always didn't.
0: been chat about that, right? There's always been chat like it's good, but it could be better. Right, right, right. So he's a head coach. He's a head coach now.
1: And I think that was one of the surprises, but he brings in his dad who's probably the best offensive line coach in NFL history, which is Bill Callahan. So he automatically has a great offensive line coach, and I think they're going to continue to build their offensive line kind of the same way the Titans have been built the last few years. Uh, other Maybe head, coach, team. Other head coaches, Raheem Morris was hired as the Falcons head coach. Raheem Morris was the previously the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. He was one of the youngest coaches in NFL history. He – Kind of got the raw into the deal there Didn't in Tampa great. Bay. Yep. He, so he did not succeed, but he's done his time as a defensive coordinator. He's coached a lot of really good defenses. He was the defensive coordinator for the Rams this year, yep, most recently. who had a one of the best coaching jobs on any defense in the NFL. They had
0: most youngest bare, players, right? They had like,
1: very very little talent, and he got yeah. the most out of those players. Made the playoffs at at a, at a high level. And a lot of people are very excited about that move in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta was interviewing guys like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, and they decided to go with,
0: yeah, Raheem says, Morris. So something, yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that speaks highly of him. The Panthers hired Dave Canales, who was office coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and before that was the QB coach for the. Seattle Seahawks. So he's taken two guys who had underachieved in their careers with Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield, and gave them the best year of their careers back to back years. So it isn't that big of a surprise that he do that for Bryce, yeah, he can come in take Br- Bryce Young, who hopefully has. I mean, he was drafted number one for a reason. He is a talented guy. He can come in, get the best out of him, and move forward as. Like There's a building block around this team. So they're bringing in the offensive mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what you have to do when you draft quarterback. Number one is they say, you got to get him an offensive coach. That's what Dave Canales is. So it does make sense. Okay. And then the last one, which was also the last one to get filled, was the Washington commanders. I think they wanted Ben Johnson at the top of their list. The office coordinator for the lions. He decided he was going to go back to Detroit so then they hired Dan Quinn, Casey's defensive coordinator out of Dallas, who has done another best succeed in Dallas. He t- took over one of the worst defenses in the NFL, historically
0: and, bad, historically and, and, bad, and,
1: and, and almost immediately turned them into one of the best defenses,
0: historically good. Almost like they the way they're getting but, overs.
1: You're right, you're right. But the negative side is he was previously a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons and. A lot of people didn't think he was a very good head coach.
0: He was fired for a reason. Mm-hmm. And one could say thriving in a coordinator spot. So we'll see if he's, yeah, you know. He, because he
1: was also the defense coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. And the Legion of boom. So the guy can be a defense coordinator at a high level. And as a, head, as a it. head coach, he went to a Super Bowl. But he didn't win that Super Bowl. He blew the biggest lead in Super the, Bowl history, The infamous, so. what, 28 to 3?
0: 28 to 3. Yep, there we go. Again, and carved in my brain. And carved, that number is. Just because, what? They lost? Exactly. Only a few minutes left. What's the best hire? Best hire of all these? For me, it's Jim Harbaugh. I think
1: he's the biggest name. I think he has the I mean, he went to a Super Bowl in, in his first three years. He went to multiple NFC championships. He's coming off a national championship. Like the guy, the guy's a winner, and he, his, you see his brother being one of the best coaches in the NFL as well. I think guys are going to buy in. Jim Harbaugh is a slam dunk. I think a lot of teams, he was their number one option.
0: I mean, he's the, he was the hottest coach in college football, fresh off the title. And then it's like, hey, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. He's like he, he, the hottest he's been in maybe his career, maybe his career, the hottest he's been right now. He's, and even before they won the title, there was talk that he was ready to yep. go back into the NFL. So it was just perfect timing, and he is the biggest candidate and the best candidate that was available. And so, yes, Chargers got the best guy. That's the best hire. Hopefully, people are saying Justin Herbert has his guy. You and said maybe they could compete for a Super Bowl as early as this upcoming season or next season because of how perhaps great of a coach this guy is. He comes in, they start winning right away it seems like biggest question mark for me and you made some good points about canales um but this was the one where i did not see coming whatsoever whatsoever i didn't even know this guy was interviewing for jobs and then and then i found out he's getting the panthers job and i get it baker popped it completely resurged his career and But the offense overall, it really just wasn't one of those where it's like, man, this is like, like a Ben Johnson, right? Where a Ben Johnson, it's like, this guy was talked about all year for the past several years for his offensive mind. We've been hearing nothing about it. Maybe it's because I don't, I'm not too plugged in in Tampa. I wasn't too plugged in in Seattle. Um, but I just haven't gotten these, that vibe from that guy quite yet. So I was, that was my biggest question mark was seeing him. Yeah. That was my biggest question mark for me.
1: I mean, either one of those offenses were incredibly talented that he helped. They were talented last year. I mean, like the I'm, I'm talking about the Bucks and the the yeah. Bucks and the Seahawks. Neither one of those teams were incredibly talented. They had good players. The, yeah, yeah, but they weren't like top tier teams. And he's he he had two really good years. I mean, like with, compared to the talent that they have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I was I, a little surprised. I, like I was uh, surprised.
1: Output compared to talent. Mm-hmm. Very good years. And then, for me, I think the biggest question mark is probably Dan Quinn. You just move off a guy that, in Ron Rivera where he's coming off he where he, a place where he was a Super Bowl participant and yep. lost.
0: Went to a Super Bowl. He was a
1: very good defensive Dan coordinator.
0: Undefeated season almost. But
1: most people didn't think he was that great of a head coach. Yeah. And then you hire him. And... Yep. You wonder if it's just going to be more the same and maybe even a little bit lesser like Ron Rivera was. You hope not. Different regime running the thing and like Washington,
0: like a, but like a sidestep almost, right? Maybe a slight step forward. Lateral I think, move. I think, I think I'd probably rather have Dan Quinn, but yeah, like, me too. But like, but it's a lateral move. It's a lateral move. Not to fire my head coach, make this big ordeal, and then I go bring in. Ron Rivera at the 2.0? Like, what? Go get an offensive guy to to pair with your number two overall pick who's going to be a quarterback. Which, have you heard because
1: they got Cliff Kingsbury that they might move up to number one? I might move up to number one. I've heard that that there's talk about that. Caleb Williams is from DC.
0: Yeah, right. Which would make sense, and there's talk about him not even really wanting to play in Chicago, and that you know mm-hmm. there's been talk, which there's always talk about that leading up. Yeah, Bryce Young doesn't want to go play for the Panthers. blah 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 blah. There's always talk. There's always something. I remember, it was the Bears. Oh uh, yeah, there the you Banders go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was the Bears. I said every year I, we hear the quarterback doesn't want to go where he's where he's supposed to go. So we'll see. I like what you're talking about with Dan Quinn lateral move. An upgrade, maybe, but go get an offensive guy to pair with your number two overall pick. That that's what you do at this point in time. So I don't think that's a great move by the new management, which I love. As a cowboy fan, if they would have made a huge, cool move going and get an offensive mind, I've been like, man, this is one well run organization now. Nah, they went and they they hired Dan Quinn. <laughs> nothing too much to worry about. It. A little bit because he knows the offense, but nothing too much to worry about there. All right. That's what's going on, guys. We are days away from the Super Bowl. Go follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pond. On Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports to keep in touch with our videos, our updates. Tanner, anything to say before the big game? Go Niners. Oh, that's ugly. I'm not – you know what? I hope both teams have fun.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm not rooting that hard, but I would like to see a new team win.
0: I want to see a fun game. I want to see a high-scoring game that goes right down to the wire where someone has to make a play. We'll see what happens. We're looking forward to it, and we'll be here again next week to break down what we all watch on Sunday. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll see you guys next week.